So my fiance and I have been on the lookout for a kitten to accompany our three-year-old kitten we have already. We searched and searched until one day he said to me, let's look on Craigslist. So I did. We found the perfect one, but the only problem was it was two and a half hours away from my home. I inquired about it around 10.30 p.m. I know it was late, but almost immediately I got a response. She sounded very nice over text and asked to see where I lived so she would feel more settled about the kitten living with us. She also insisted on going to their house. I know, I should have dropped it. At the time, I thought nothing of it, so I sent them a video. We set up time the next day to meet. Next day came. I wasn't going to take my fiancé, but he insisted on coming with me because he wanted to protect me just in case, since Craigslist is sketchy. So we drove 2 hours and 30 minutes on our way there. As we were on our way, I was texting the girl, telling her that we would get there on time, and she responded with, Great, see you then. We arrived to the home, me in the driver's seat and my fiance in the passenger seat, with the window down. I texted the girl and I got no response. I called. No response. I ended up calling five times and texting in the course of an hour, and no response. I went up to the house and was knocking on the door. Nothing. There was a car in the driveway, but no response from the number or at the door. We got there around 6.30 and waited there until almost 8. Nothing. The neighbor came out asking what was wrong. I sent him there since I inquired about a kitten, and she said, A kitten? Yes, it was an ad on Craigslist. She said, No one has kittens in this home, though. I showed her the ad, and she said, Oh, I know them. They are very sketchy people, and they don't own any cats. I just helped them move their furniture yesterday. Well, the ad said that they had to get rid of their kittens since their new place doesn't allow pets. And the neighbor replied with, That's impossible. I have a dog and so does the next door over. I immediately found this creepy and I was feeling anxious. I thanked her and left along with my fiancé. Literally immediately when we pulled out of the street, I got a text from the girl saying, I just got your messages. Something must be wrong with my phone. Did you still need a kitten or no? I didn't answer and we just headed back home. What I don't understand is, they didn't get any money from me, but they asked me to show up not knowing that I'd be with my fiance. I have a bad feeling about this. What did they want from me? I'm a female. When I was 19, I was looking for a room to rent in the city I was moving to for college. It was about an hour away from my family. I wasn't having much luck and my mom started helping me look for a place. She found an ad on Craigslist for a room to rent, which was in the house, everything included. The homeowner was a man and he rented the additional rooms to other women while he lived in the finished basement. The ad stated that he rarely ever saw the other roommates because he had a kitchen and his own entrance downstairs and that he preferred women because he's had issues with men roommates in the past, partying and causing damage. We decided to take a look since it was the cheapest that we could find in the area. My mom and I went to the house to view it. Decent home, decent neighborhood. He opened the door and was very welcoming. He was middle-aged and the kitchen and living room were furnished nicely and clean. 
My mom likes to talk and get to know people, so they engaged in conversation while I stood there quietly and observed the place. He then said he would show me my room. We headed to the staircase to go up, as I thought, since he said on the phone that my room would be upstairs with the other roommates. But he opens another door and we follow. He takes us down to the basement and opens the doorway to a very small room. No closet, no windows. He proceeds to say that this is my room and I would be sharing a bathroom in the hallway with him and that his bathroom did not have a door on it. I was definitely thinking absolutely not and that this is weird, but they were so deep in conversation that I couldn't interject. He then leads us upstairs and shows us the other rooms, which the doors were open and says that they're currently rented. He starts telling us elaborate stories about the other women, not very nice stories, describing drinking problems. My mom was listening intently, but I took the time to investigate further. I looked in all three of the rooms and bedrooms. There was furniture, but not a single item in there looked like it belonged to a woman. No clothes or anything, only men's clothes in one of the closets. He had no problem with me creeping around the tenant's rooms without their permission. I then heard him tell my mom that he has some of his stuff in their closets, but they don't mind. And I'm just like, hmm, why the hell would a tenant pay for you to use their space as a storage? I was feeling really uncomfortable and started moving them back downstairs as they talked. My mom had mentioned when we arrived that her and my dad were going on vacation next week, but I couldn't because I had to work. He brought it up again and that I should come over next week and have dinner with him and the roomies. That way we could see if we all get along. I said sure and we left. As soon as we get in the car, I told my mom I would definitely not be moving there. She looked dumbfounded. I had to explain to her that not only did he lie about the room I would be in, and that I was not supposed to be in the basement with him, as well as her bathroom with him that didn't even have a damn door, but she also didn't notice that no one else lived there. She still didn't get it and thought I was just being paranoid. She legitly thought he was nice and it was a cheap deal. I had to explain it to my stepdad and had to get him to tell her that by no means would I be living there. I tried to report the post, but by the time we got home that day, he had removed it. I think he planned on murdering me at this dinner or abducting me and holding me hostage in that basement room with no way to escape. Edit. Some details have been coming back to me since I've been answering all of your questions. This happened in 2001, so it's been quite a while. When he took us upstairs, there was a wide landing that was surrounded by the rooms. He started this long, intricate story about the women who lived there and talking about her alcoholism and a crazy ex. He was very exaggerated in how he talked with a lot of gestures. My mom stood there and listened to him. I don't know if it was sheer distraction or she didn't want to be rude by not listening. But either way, I don't recall her ever having a good look around those rooms. I went and looked. All the doors were open, had neatly made beds with dark wood frames, with a nightstand and a mirror. There were sliding mirror closets and they were empty, except for the one that had the male clothes hanging in it. Nothing was on the nightstand other than the lamp. I went into the bathrooms and there was nothing on the vanity or in the vanity other than some soap. I looked in the showers too, but nothing other than a bar of soap. The bedroom on the left had an empty suitcase laying open on the middle of the bed. This was one of the rooms with the empty closet. 
After seeing all this, I came back onto the landing and started slowly heading downstairs. They were still talking and absentmindedly followed me down to the living room. That's when he mentioned the dinner and we left shortly after. I think that's why my mom didn't notice a lot and didn't believe me at first. She didn't take more than a quick glance upstairs and when we were in the basement, he was just as talkative. A commenter who works for law enforcement pointed out that this was probably a sex trafficking situation. The bedroom in the basement is where the victim is kept, drugged and abused until they're broken, and then trafficked. I honestly think this is more plausible with the situation, as well as the city is actually a hotspot for that. I'm so grateful we got out of there, and hope my experience can help someone one day notice the details and get out of the situation safely. Stay safe and bless people. There is this guy named David who inboxed me on Facebook one day and we started chatting throughout the week. He was being flirtatious with me at first, but I shut that down and let him know that he wasn't getting anything of that nature. Within the same week, he was asking to meet up once he found out that we stayed not too far from each other. And this became a consistent thing. I dodged the question every time he asked. Throughout texting for like six months, he told me about his life trauma and past relationships. And one day, he stopped getting on Facebook for a while. Then he popped back up, texting me from a different phone number, saying that he was in jail. But he never told me why. He told me that he was going to change his life around for his kids and stop being a bad boy. We texted throughout that month, like usual, but then kind of fell off as he went ghost on Facebook. I later found out that he was back in jail. One day, I decided to look up his mugshot, and he had several charges going back to 2013, which included a couple of burglary charges, and pretty much everything but murder. Be careful who you meet online, whether you're dating or it's just a friendship. A few years ago, I moved with my family right before I started college. Unfortunately, it was kind of far away from the university I had been accepted to, so I had been trying to find a place to rent that was closer to my university. My dad helped me and showed me an ad on Craigslist. There was a nice looking house for rent, and it was close to my university. I decided to set up a meeting and go check out the place. I showed up in the afternoon, and unfortunately, I was alone. My dad said I was an adult and a big guy, so I shouldn't have to worry about meeting this person. This older guy greeted me and then goes, You'll have to follow me to the house that's for rent. I was confused and said, Your dad said that this was the house for rent. Why do I have to go somewhere else? He replied with, This is my house. I'll take you to the one that's for rent. I'm a little concerned at this point and followed him to the other place. I figured if things didn't look right, I'll just leave. We get there, and I noticed the house looks bad, and it looked like there were people in it. I didn't see any other cars around, so this seemed odd. He looks at me and says, Don't you want to go check it out? I said, I don't know. This isn't what was in your ad, and it looks like other people are in there. He tells me that other people are checking it out, and I could join them. Something just felt weird about the whole thing, and I told him I wasn't interested anymore. 
This place looked in bad shape from the outside and appeared to have people in the house. When he asked why I wasn't interested, I told him that I was too far of a drive for school and work. He got mad at me and accused me of wasting his time. I replied with, I'm not the one that's advertising the house and then telling a person that it's not the one for rent. He began to glance nervously towards the house and asked if I was sure I didn't want to check it out. I told him no one left. He never contacted me again, thankfully. I'm not sure what his intentions were, but something just felt wrong. Maybe he was just trying to show me the house, but I didn't like how he lied about the house to begin with and that there were people inside the house. I'm not sure what was going on there, but I didn't really want to find out. I also didn't like how he kept looking at the house when he was asking me if I was sure I didn't want to check it out. It seemed so bizarre how he went from being mad at me to getting kind of desperate for me to go inside. I have no idea where to post this, but I wanted to share what just happened. I tried FaceTiming with my best friend and someone answered it, but it wasn't my friend. I hadn't realized it wasn't her, so I stayed on the call as the camera was facing up the wall and ceiling. The person on the other end didn't say anything, so I began talking. That's when I noticed the purple wall. I had never seen a purple wall at her house. Suddenly the camera flipped and they hung up. I was freaked out because it wasn't something that my friend would do, since she doesn't answer calls unless she can stay on and talk with them. Confused, I text her asking if I called her, since I thought I could have called a wrong number. She said she didn't answer any call. Then I sent her a screenshot of my recent calls, and then when she checked, it did show that she answered a FaceTime at the same time. Moments later, I called her again through the message app, and she answered. I asked her if she painted her walls purple, but she had no idea what I was talking about. That's when I explained everything to her, and we all started freaking out. Update. Luckily, with the help of the comments, we figured out what happened. Once we checked the call information from her phone, it said that the FaceTime was answered by another device. She checked her Apple ID info and saw that another device was logged in that she didn't know. Quickly, she changed her password, and seconds later, she got a notification that someone in a different state was trying to log into her account. Still creepy to think that this person had access to everything in her iCloud information for who knows how long. 